Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well massive i'm talking about massive show for you tonight <laughs> listen uh college football never ceases to amaze me not never like it just any <laughs> the last thing that you're possibly thinking that is going to happen nine times out of ten is going to happen. We got a lot to talk about that tonight. A year ago today, I don't know if you remember this, but a year ago today, Brian Kelly was announced as the 34th LSU head coach in program history. All he's done in one year is win the SEC West, get LSU from six wins to nine, and playing on the biggest Saturday of them all. Outside of, you could say outside of a national championship, but national championships are played on Mondays. The biggest Saturday of them all, and you're fighting for it. You got to start believing. I'm telling you, you they can do it. I'm telling you, they can do it. A locked-in, focused LSU can do it. Go shock the world. Damn near 21 years ago to the day, LSU would go to Hotlanta and shock the world beating Tennessee. You can do it again. They're not more man than you. Puns intended. We'll talk about it. What Brian Kelly has meant to LSU, obviously you know. But I'll bring some things up that maybe you forgot. Some things and some early criticisms that he took and where he brought the program out of. Coaching carousel and portal. I'm going to go a little bit on a rant too about the portal 
let me say this because I know that sometimes athletes, especially college athletes that hit the portal, usually hit the DMs. Let me just open up the show by saying this. If you are in the transfer portal and you're a and you're a college player, which it's the only place you could do it, be in the portal, is be a college player. The portal doesn't open until December the 5th. Stop tweeting out offers you have. You can't do it. It means the team that offered you is tampering, technically. Technically speaking. Save yourself, protect yourself, protect the school that's giving you the opportunity to go and play for their team. Stop doing it. But it is going to go rampant Monday. We'll talk some recruiting, some portal stuff, and coaching carousel. Some articles have been going out about Matt House um, flying around out there. Some people, I'll tell you what I think, and obviously I want Coach House to come back. I think he does. But nevertheless, we'll talk about that. Memphis Spence makes his return back to the show. He will be live here at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. Looking forward to having Memphis Spence back and joining us. And I'll give you my championship picks tonight. I really, really, really am leaning USC. But, you know, as the song goes, my mind's telling me no. But my body... My body's telling me yes. I'm picking Utah. I'm picking Utah. Here comes the Utes, damn it. Here comes the Utes. We'll talk about our picks for championship Saturday. All right. Uh, let's get to a couple of these comments, though, before we get rolling. Um, Tasha Thibodeau, who runs the Real LSU Nation massive uh, Facebook group. I think there's like 90,000 LSU fans in there. She joins us. She says, she says prayers for Coach Mickey. Yeah, listen. Um, <sighs> I, there is no defense. No defense whatsoever in putting your hands on a woman. With that being said... You know, some of you, a lot of you probably watched the, the, the TV series Yellowstone. You know, the, the, the character Rip. If you're going to fight somebody, fight me. You know what I mean? I don't know the situations. I don't know what happened. I can only pray, as Tasha put in here as well, um, for Mickey. I, I don't know, but we're no. I'm not going to talk about. I mean, what do you want me to say? Don't put your hands on a woman. You, you know, like, I, there's no excuse for it. Guys, there's zero excuse for it. You know, like, I get that he's a Louisiana guy, LSU, or LSU uh, former assistant coach. I, like, I, like, I get it. No reasons. No reasons. You don't put your hands on a woman. You, ju you just don't do it. Aaron Hornsby says, time to take that ship. Absolutely, man. It's time to believe. It's time to believe. Like, I'm telling you, you can't beat them. Blake, JD5's not playing well. And then I tell you Monday, receivers aren't getting open. And then you go watch somebody's film breakdown. And you're like, oh, shit. I get 12 DMs today. Oh, Blake, you're actually right on money. What, no receivers open. No shit. The, sky, the eye in the sky never lies. Never lies. But JD's going to have to rifle that thing. Give them the opportunity. 
Give them the opportunity. You gotta, you gotta let Brian Thomas come down with that thing, bro. Like, let's go. Like, I don't know how you guys remotely feel and girls remotely feel. My mindset for this game, I, we're going in there swinging. As the rap song we go, we're coming in hot. Walk it like you talk it, like you amigos. And I'm not talking about three. Like, let's go. Let's go. Because, and we'll talk about this in the Brian Kelly rant that I, we have out of the first break. Like, I, I'm telling you, let's go. Brian Kelly is exceptional. Exceptional when a team loses responding the following week. Exceptional. I, somebody said, and I, I didn't. So if I hear a stat, I always go and look at it myself because I think some people make up stats. Somebody put out there, like, in the last couple of seasons, I think he's, like, uh, like six or, like, last five to ten seasons, whatever. He's, like, 22 and two following a loss coming back, or 22 and four, whatever it is. Like, dude comes back swinging. His team's come back swinging. And, like, like or however many of those losses, like, two or three or four of them, how, I don't even really remember the stat. I forgot to write it down. One of them came in one season. Let's go, baby. Let Like, let's go. Let's go. You know, you, LSU fans don't want to be in here. You know, oh, we don't need any We're not going to play. Screw it. You got to go fight now. You got knocked out by Clever Lang in the first fight. You got to respond, baby. <clears throat> you got to respond. It's not how hard you can get hit. It's about how, how you're able to pick yourself up after hitting the canvas. All right. Uh, Julius says, I love Memphis. Yeah, Memphis is our dude, man. He's our dude. Lamar Williams says, Blake, stop. My mind's telling me no. <laughs> <clears throat> Tell me, yeah, hey. Ryan Williams, our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com, says in 2001, LSU over Tennessee in the SEC championship game. That was a stunner. Let's do it again. Got the same feel, baby. Got the same feel. Go take him down. Go take him down. Chop the tree. One step at a time. One play at a time. One drive at a time. Let's go do it. Let's go do it. David said the film don't lie. No, the film doesn't lie. No, the film doesn't lie. Dylan on Facebook says, Blake, people can say what they want. Kelly is a dog. Maybe not this year, but that man has a championship coming quick. I agree. Uh, Dane Bergeron sends us $10 via Super Chat. Thank you for the $10. He says, hell yes. Pull out all the stops. Use every play in the book and some that aren't. Take no prisoners. You can't take any prisoners. You can't take any prisoners. None whatsoever. Um, Pressure says JD5 going to light it up Saturday. I think he can. Uh, William Hanno says Glover Lang. We all know how that ended. Yeah, 
Rocky came out. Rocky three. Apollo Creed in the corner. Bop. Like, dog, come out. I'm talking about come out swinging. I might be even a little bit figuratively. Don't You can't be scared of them. This isn't. This isn't the fe- the feeling you should have right now is not Les Miles Ed Orgeron versus Bama. This is that 2001 feel. But da 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 da. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Ba da 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 da. Tasha says you crazy. I am. I have issues. I have issues. Trey Patton says, I see Georgia running a lot of pro-style sets Saturday that keeps Percules off the field. Got to find a way to put Percules on the field. It's your job to find, to get ways to, to put Percules on the field. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Uh, Mr. Neil Farrell Sr., our good buddy, our good friend, shout out to his son, Neil, over there in Las Vegas, says, LSU going to bust that. Go Tigers. I agree. D Payne says, facts, those Ed O. Les days are gone. They're gone, man. They're gone. You know, I, I hear LSU fans selling their tickets and all this kind of stuff. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Go to the game. Have fun. Drink a beer. Drink a beer. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. So many of you watching us live right now on Facebook, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media, all your social media pages. Also, if you're listening to us or not, share to the social media pages. Share those Facebook groups as well. If you haven't joined them, like the Real LSU Nation, Tasha, the ones that Tasha runs, do us a favor by doing that and share to all of them. There's 150 of you live on YouTube right now. 150 of you live right now on YouTube. Stop collaborating. Listen, share to Twitter, share to Facebook, share to Insta, all that stuff. We greatly appreciate it. Shout out to our good friends over at the TuneIn app, our good friends over at Series6M and wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We greatly, greatly appreciate you doing that. All right, let's get this thing rolling. So talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag and our good friends over at GMVardoAndSons, GMVardoAndSons.com. We return in one minute. Rafino's rants on deck. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures head on over to bet online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 that's believe 50 b-l-e-a-v five zero to receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit that's betonline.ag betonline.ag with over 65 years of experience nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM, Vardo, and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. 
If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you, and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. All right. A year ago today, something magical would happen. Something absolutely magical would happen. LSU would formally announce. Now, yesterday it was known, and we had a show about it a year ago, about Brian Kelly being the next head coach at LSU. But a year ago today, LSU announced Brian Kelly is the 34th head coach in LSU football history. Now, to me, and I don't know about to you, it feels like such a long time ago, right? <laughs> such a long time ago that it was announced that Brian Kelly was your new head coach. I want to let's so now that you know it's been a year, we can put everything into a perspective. We can put everything into just one generalized calendar year. Let's talk about some of the things that Brian Kelly overcame. Thirty-nine scholarship players. Thirty-nine scholarship players. Guys, he took a team that was, let's call it what it is, that was under Ed Orgeron that was beat to shit. You have a wide receiver at quarterback because the backup quarterback got mismanaged by the head coach and you don't want to burn his red shirt, even though maybe some believe that Garrett should have burned his red shirt. I was on that club as well. But regardless, you had a wide receiver who hadn't thrown a pass in five years in a competitive game at quarterback. You have walk-ons, two walk-ons, a fifth-year senior that's been hurt but is a really loyal player playing safety. You don't have that many defensive linemen. you got seven offensive linemen that are able to go. A couple of pair of running backs are able to go. You have guys leaving for the NFL draft. Where are you going to get all these players to be able to be competitive the following season? Well, Brian Kelly held on to the recruiting class that he was inheriting. You remember some of those guys. Some guys like Will Campbell. Know him? Emory Jones, do you remember him? They just start at both of your tackles and your bookends. A guy that Alabama was really hard after. A freshman out of Florida, St. Thomas Aquinas and Mason Taylor. You remember him? He just called the biggest pass of the season in the two-point conversion against Alabama in overtime. We can go on and on and on. But see, I, I can't I can't move forward before I mention this. You remember there was a player that went on national television and Harold Perkins and committed to Texas A&M. I'm old enough to remember when everybody thought, oh, Brian Kelly can't recruit. He can't do it, Blake. He's a lazy and shitty recruiter. Is he? Because Brian Kelly told Tom Rinaldi just a couple of weeks ago that the biggest thing that he, that he took to heart through everybody when they were saying that he was going coming to LSU was that he wasn't a good recruiter. And he flipped what probably is the most impactful freshman, yeah, probably since Derek Stingley, but he gives me a lot more of Tyron Matthew type of vibes, doesn't he, you? See, we sit here and we reminisce on these things. Then he would have to go to the portal. He would go and get guys like Joe Fouché and Greg Brooks and Makai Garner and Makai Wingo, Kyron Lacey. 
and probably the biggest of them all right now being Jane Daniels. See, the funny thing is, is when you have a plan and you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. When you stay strapped in the club, when somebody buff walks up to you, you can pull out that nine and blot, dot, 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 dot. You, there's levels to this game, man. There's levels to this game. Brian Kelly's done it multiple times before. So I'm also old enough to remember that people freaked out talking about recruiting. Remember when people freaked out when Brian Kelly didn't hold a press conference after the first national signing day when he probably didn't even know half the guys that just committed to his team and signed with his team? They freaked out over it. Oh, Brian Kelly's just not living in the way of LSU, Blake. So now let's fast forward. He inherits a team that he doesn't build, but he has to reconstruct with duct tape. Yes, you lost to Texas A&M last week. Yes, you lost a heartbreaker to Florida State in week one. Yes, you got blown out by Tennessee. Even though if you really go back and watch the game, LSU just kept making miscue after miscue after miscue. Guys, they, they're 9-3, and three and they're about to go to Hotlanta, and they're about to fight for the SEC championship. They have a legitimate chance to go out there and win an SEC title. Now, if you would have told me a year ago today that Brian Kelly would have the success that he's had, and you would go into Atlanta... And you would fight for a national or you would fight for an SEC championship game. You know what I would have told you? You're a damn fool. You're a damn fool. And some of you who did say that, I did call you a damn fool, and damn was I wrong. I will admit my rights and I will admit my wrongs. But the one thing that I will not do is let you forget what he's done. Guys, you regardless, regardless. If you win or lose tomorrow, even if you, if you would have won last week and you're fighting for a playoff position, it doesn't minimize the success that Brian Kelly has. But at the end of the show, I want you to do me a favor. I need all 400 of you to do me a favor. Whether you're listening on YouTube, whether you're listening on Facebook, XM, TuneIn app, wherever you're listening to the podcast, do me a favor. Do 85 minus 39, and you'll come up with a number. That's how many players Brian Kelly's missing when he inherited this team. It's honestly impressive, man. And quite honestly, quite honestly, that's why he should be a candidate for Coach of the Year. He should be a candidate for the Coach of the Year. But you know what else Brian Kelly didn't do, or what Brian Kelly did do? He went and got a linebacker's coach from Kansas City in Matt House. A lot of you love Matt House. He went and got a guy in Mike Denbrock who, at the time that he was technically hired, was going up against Alabama and didn't have the athletes to beat him. He did this year. See, as this team will continue to build, as this team will continue to get better, and I'm going to post something after this show that's going to rock your world when it comes to recruiting. And it may be not rock your world. Maybe I should rephrase that. That's going to give you a lot of hope. 
I want to tell you this, and it's the number one thing that you need to remember. When you have Brian Kelly, you have a plan. And nine times out of ten, that plan is going to get executed. Don't listen to Reese Davis. Don't listen to the Rudy Poos at Irish Breakdown and Brian Driscoll. Don't listen to him. LSU's a different breed. Brian Kelly gives you, on any given Sunday, or Saturday, I should say, any given Saturday, Brian Kelly's worth three to four wins. You know how I know that? Because he just did it. Now what happens when he's fully ready to go? What happens when you have an injury in the first half and Harold Perkins, or you have an injury in, in on the offensive line and you have another four highly rated four-star guy or five-star guy that can, he can replace him with? Because technically, he's going to do that. They're going to go get kids in the portal. They're going to sign these kids, these high school athletes. God bless it if he if he gets Deshaun Woe. Like, guys, I don't think people are talking about Deshaun Womack enough. The edge rusher from Maryland. I don't think people are talking about him enough. Because I promise you this, he, he's good enough to see the field day one. He's that good. So could you imagine Harold Perkins and Deshaun Womack coming off the edge? Because that's going to be lethal. He's doing it at a high level. Now, on the field. Guys, have you ever gone, have you gone into a game this year where you sit back and you ask yourself the question? You might be down at halftime or you might be up a little on a team like Alabama. You know, I, I have a comfort level going in at halftime. You know what? Brian Kelly's going to make the right adjustment. Because nine times out of ten, and technically, technically, 11 times out of 12 this season, he made the right adjustments. Last week, he didn't. In my opinion. I don't worry about him or his staff. I don't worry about recruiting. I don't worry if he's going to be on the front page or the frontline nudes of ESPN for doing things like we opened the show with, with everybody wanted to talk about like things with Mickey Joseph. He's not going to put you in that situation. Knock on wood. You've come a long way, man. You've come a long way. He solidified this team. When you lost to Florida State, the team didn't crumble. You have Kayshawn Booty, you know, going nuts on the sidelines. And what happens? He responds in the right way. That's because of the leadership that you have up top. So don't let last week's <clears throat> don't let last week's loss dictate what your excitement level and your passion and your want to and drive for this team to go into Saturday because they can feel it. Guys, the one thing that is the biggest lie of all time. And Orgeron used to say, block out the noise. Ed, I love you to death. I really do. Ain't nobody blocking out the goddamn noise. Nobody is. You're not. You're letting your troll dog over here. You're letting your little doggy over here that's not even 5'6". Text media members and text pod, you know, brand new podcasters. Can you stop saying that, please? Like, you got to be behind this team. Because without Nolan Smith, Georgia has a weakness. Here's their weakness. Georgia can't. Georgia has shown, and we talked about this with Graham Coffey last night, 
You want the serious Blake? Here he is. Got to hit him on the edge. Nolan Smith being absent in that lineup creates a void. Here's the stat I told you earlier. I didn't I didn't check on the stat. Here's a stat that I can share with you. You ready for this one? On ed, on rushes to the edge side from Tennessee, from the Tennessee game on from Georgia to the rest of the season from Georgia Tech. 19 rushes on the edge. 19. 191 rushing yards. Net. Now, now, here's the thing with that. When you go and look in the box scores, what you will see is, well, Blake, this team only rushed for 50 yards. Well, Blake, this team only rushed for such and such yards. Well, you got to account sack yardage into that as well. They have a problem at setting the edge right now. And the last time I checked, and I know that he's got a little, he's a little wobbly. Call him Speedy Gonzalez because Jane Daniel can catch that edge. You got to go out there fighting. LSU is not a place. And since 2000, has not been a place. And shit, really and truthfully, even in the DiNardo years, is not a place where we took tail and run. We go to Atlanta. We show up. Oh, you want to take us down? Bring it, bitch. You got to believe. And I'm not talking about the company I work for, B-L-E-A-V. Believe. The Russians had didn't have a shot against the U.S. in hockey so many years ago. Believe. Talk to a player today. I talked to a player today. I went on a 25-minute rant on the car ride home. Car ride home. I, I, yeah, I was screaming on the top of my lungs. Take it to their ass. Blake George is unbeatable. Yeah, okay. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. Go take it to their ass. They have next week. They have a playoff spot secured. And if you fall short, who gives a damn? There's no business LSU deserve, or, or nobody believe that LSU would be nine and four then. Nobody. I'm down. I'm down with what Brian Kelly's building here, man. I'm down with it. If you're not, you better hop off that damn bandwagon because that thing is a coming. Who? Who? It's like an episode of, or it's like the, it's like the, uh, what did Major Payne tell the little kid? Want me to tell you about the little engine that could again? That, we're the little engine, god dang it. Toot, toot! Want to talk about the little engine that could again? <laughs> what a great movie. We had Veterans Day. I saw somebody do this. Wait, what was Veterans Day? Like last week or two weeks ago, somebody said, Happy Veterans Day to Major Benson Winterford Payne. <laughs> uh, I think Pooh Bear, our producer, who who's a veteran, actually is the one that sent that to me. Oh, it's so funny. All right. We got uh, Memphis Spence. Uh, coming up. He hasn't been with us in a couple of weeks. Um, so I'm glad to get back with him. 
I am going to – we're going to get into the ultimate and, – and, and look, because he's been a better uh, – a better – a voter, all this kind of stuff. Like, I got to ask him the ultimate questions. Like, what in the Rudy Poo hell is going on with Clemson only falling a spot? Like, we're about to debate. Like, it's like an, it's like an episode of Suits and call me Harvey Specter because here it comes. Debates. Oh, here's your little list, big game. <laughs> By the way, our, our dude did come on the show. I got to give him that. He didn't back down. All right. Crying says, sources. Buddy, you have no sources. Come on. Sources. Uh, this one's funny. <laughs> Pressure Williams says, Jigga Train coming through. Jigga Train coming through. Y'all better move, move. It's true. Very true. All right. Let's get to our good friend, Memphis Spence. He joins us next. Let's talk about our good friend, Carol Falls, over at State Farm. Dude's killing the game. But, but, I do got to talk about my good friend, John Patton, over at GMFS Mortgage. GMFS Mortgage changing lives, buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing the cash out refi. The timing has never been better. Call him today at 225-614-1234. Let him know Blake Rafino sent you on by. All right, let's talk about a good friend, Carol Falls. 45 seconds. The guy you've been wanting, the guest, Memphis Spence returns next. Guys, you might know my good friend, Carol Falls, and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back! There he is. There he is. We missed the button. He's back! I'm Memphis back. Spence joining us. Buddy? All right. I'm not even getting into introductions. What in the Rudy Poo hell is going on when Clemson only falls a spot after South Carolina goes to Howard's Rock and starts clapping? You know something? I ain't got. I, I, I got nothing for you. On that. <laughs> I got nothing for you. I don't know why Clemson only dropped one spot. Um, <laughs> Memphis, I, they I lost got... to a subpar SEC team. Yes. Yes. One that now people have ranked, but still, yeah. Yeah. I so they, Memphis, they let me mm, let, let, let me ask you this, okay? Because yeah. if the rankings were of a 12 team playoff, okay? Tulane would get in over Washington. Tulane. I, yeah. I I'm 37 miles from New Orleans and they're going to kill me mm -hmm. for it. Michael Penix would go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs against Tulane. So, it, it, make it make sense to me, please. The only way I can hear it. So, okay. What, what's going on with the voting right now is the most deserving teams, the most deserving resumes are the ones being, I guess, given credit. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that the teams... 
case in point, I was trying to tell somebody this the other day. I was like, you know, Alabama can beat everybody in the field. They may not be in the field at the end of the day, but they can beat each and every one of those teams, Michigan, Georgia, you know, uh, TCU, definitely, uh, USC, probably without a problem. That doesn't mean that they deserve to be in the field, though, because they do have a couple of losses, and these other teams have better records, blah, 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 blah. So what this committee does and what they've explained to us, because we have to do this, like, little uh, presser after after they get done which, talking which to Which, to let our listeners know, you're a part of the presser that talks with after. the committee. Yes. Okay. Yes. I talk with the committee after, you know, and we ask questions. We try to drill down on what's going on because the way they think isn't necessarily the way I think, but if I know how they think, then I can give kind of, I can kind of quantify what they're going to do. Um, do you have an idea? what they're doing is basically providing, I can tell you that there's a couple of teams that they want in and um, it, it'll be interesting if TCU loses their championship game. Oh, they're putting in Ohio State. They're Memphis. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. There. Yes. It'll be it'll be <clears throat> Michigan versus USC, and it'll be Georgia versus Ohio State. You know it, and I know it. That's what they want. They Absolutely. don't want to see TCU in here. You know it, and I know it. They didn't want him last time. No. I mean, somebody pointed out the fact that. You know, last time they were ranked third at the beginning of this whole college football playoff thing, they won their next game 55-3 to and then dropped a six. It's happened. It, ha- it already happened to them. I expect if they, if they lose this game, they're out. And I think they know it. I think, you know, I, I think their media knows it. Um, but they would much rather have Ohio State in this thing or Alabama than TCU just based off of ratings alone because it's still a business. TCU doesn't pull any type of ratings. TCU and Memphis are around the same in terms of ratings. Just throw that out there. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, man. We're, we're not pulling maybe maybe a half a million to a million. You know, that's about it at, at best. Uh, but they want big ratings. They want, you know, they need, they need at least 10 you know, eight to 10 million uh, on each and every one of these games. Minimum. They're trying to, they really would rather. Yeah. Cincinnati versus Alabama was the lowest view playoff game in its creation. Just so everybody knows. Correct. Because of Cincinnati. Correct. And they don't want that. The advertisers don't want that. Because, you know, it's a, could you imagine State Farm calling Memphis? Could you imagine State Farm calling uh, uh, Greg Sankey and ESPN and being like, dog, call hey, listen, Reese, ca- call, call, call Boo Boo Chushu, whatever the AD's name is, and tell him he better not do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is a business here that people hey, have to think about, and I- I'm always trying to express that to people. Like, don't be surprised if this happens. The other thing is... I'm not entirely sure that if USC and, and TCU lose, that they just don't put in Ohio State and Alabama and fast forward this to what I think is going to be in the future anyway, Big Ten versus SEC. Um, the, I, it may become that this year uh, or a precursor of, of, of what we may see in the future of just those two, North versus South, those two conferences going at it for a championship. 
Uh, those, in my opinion, are really the only true power conferences. I know we've been throwing this power five thing around for a long time, but those are really the only true power conferences and have been, uh, honestly, since the, the inception of this whole thing. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a – TCU has a hill to climb, um, and if they lose this, they're out. And I, if, the, if the officiating gets kind of funny at the end – You know what you'll happened. Know, you'll know why. All right, before I get to LSU versus Georgia – I got to ask yeah. you some more uh, uh, rankings questions. Go ahead. I understand LSU fall. I understand LSU falling to fourteen. I get it. You lost to Texas A&M. Yeah. There is yeah. not a better defensive line in the country that USC seen. There's not a defensive line USC seen that's better than that. You know who else hasn't seen a better defensive line? Utah. I have a very massive problem with Utah. Here's why. You came to Gainesville and you got your cheeks clapped up front. Now, I, I, I get that Florida beat, T, Florida beat A&M. The problem with that, though, A&M had 22 guys out. 22 players out that. in that game. Okay? Yeah. Here's my issue. You can't justify LSU losing to A&M when Utah, a perennial top 10 team, apparently lost to Florida. That LSU beat, I might add, and handily. Mm -hmm. Memphis, this kinds of stuff doesn't make sense to me. So you have a team that lost on the road. Well, Blake, the heat and humidity. LSU played Arkansas in the snow. Are you going to hold that against them? No, you can't. Weather's not a factor in any of these. I so, so someone's got to please tell me, Memphis, am I? Am I, I? I don't see it with Utah. I, I don't see it. I, I just don't. I, uh, well, uh, if you go back to the the show that we had, you know, at the beginning of the season, actually before the season started, I told you that like BYU actually looked like a better team than Utah to me. So I'm with you on Utah. Utah's not really the truth. However, they're the only team that's beat USC this year, right? So, and like I said, don't be surprised if USC doesn't blow this thing and get beat by Utah again, and we find out, you know, because then you're talking about a two-loss, you know, a double-loss USC, Tennessee, and and Alabama. Oh, and yeah, right I mean, now, Alabama's in then. Alabama or Tennessee deserves to be in, right? I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I don't – LSU law – LSU – and, and honestly, that was inexplicable. I had when I run ran those those numbers, they had a much higher. I mean, it was like seventy seven percent chance to win that game. And I, I looked at it and I was like, the the line again. You know, the entire season LSU has gone the way of whatever their offensive line is doing. Um, Completely. It, it, it really has like Jaden. Best game Alabama. What happens? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Jaden Daniels um, has what I call like battered QB syndrome. <laughs> um, he he does. I mean he you know and, and it didn't start it didn't it didn't start at LSU, but it's continuing there because when he gets sacked too much, he just he doesn't get through his progressions uh, again. And and you know he'll he'll flinch. He'll feel that rush coming. He's gone. Now good. 
it's, it's good that he has legs enough, you know, to run, but you throw a spy on him and get a little bit of pass rush, sack him a couple of times early in the first quarter, and it's it, it, he's not able to actually stay in the pocket and focus after that. And that was something that we saw at Arizona State. But I think it's 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 transferred over now to LSU. I think it's gotten a little bit better. You know, I I do think it's gotten a, a lot bit. better. Um, a little bit. Yeah. It, it, if you you know, like Alabama, Alabama had six sacks, four of them in the yeah. first half, and he yeah. just kept he rifling. Yeah, he sat in the pocket and he rifled it. I, I yeah. do think a little bit of the flu, him getting it and getting a little bit hurt, is dictating that for him. But Memphis, mm-hmm. and I think the transition of this to transition into LSU Georgia. He's got to go off. He's got he's got to go off. I promise you this. Georgia's beatable. Memphis when I get the when I got the all 22 copy on Sunday. Okay, yeah. I got three games. I got I asked for Missouri, I asked for uh Tennessee and Missouri. I, yeah, I asked for Missouri, I asked for Tennessee and I asked for Georgia Tech. Okay, I want to see the to do is put on the Missouri game. That's it. They you, atta- if they attack the Missouri game. Georgia was beat. They were beat. And the way that they, they did that, Drinkowitz exposed them. Drinkowitz exposed them. If you can get to the edge, they're in trouble. But they're you got to get there. You got to get there first. It's a problem to get there. But my Don't God, Memphis. Anybody, but their corners are a lot worse than they were Bingo. Last year. Bingo. Ringo is handsy and beatable. He's beatable. I promise you LSU's got the dudes on the outside to beat him. I get that they lost to AM. I like like I get yeah. it. Yeah. Memphis, if this game, if this game's 17-7, 17-14, and they keep LSU around, brother, I'm just telling you. I, I, all right. <laughs> you, you know the chart it says no, it, it says F up or and find out. You're gonna mess up and you're gonna find out. If they keep LSU in this game. Let's put it like this. If LSU's in the same situation that Missouri was in that game, LSU wins hands down. I think they can. I think they can. And I'm sure Brian Kelly has that take. Here are the two key things to to know about Georgia. And if if somehow you cannot do these two things, you can beat Georgia. Stay out of third down. Yep. First and second down, you can gain as many yards as you want. Third down, it, they have they've been shutting teams down on third down. Yep. Um, first down and second down, though, I don't know. It's almost like they get focused. Like they don't break type defense where you know they they're they're focused on stopping you on third down unless you don't have a third down. If you start picking up those big plays and, and chunks of yards on first and second down, it's like they're reeling. You know, and, and and that's what Missouri was doing. And Missouri's talent level, God bless them. They don't have – I don't know if anybody on their – they have one or two guys that may have start on, on, on LSU. But that's it. You know, they're not they're not world beaters, you know. Um, their defense is pretty stout, but their offense uh, – um, you know, like I said, they got one or two guys that could probably compete for a starting job, and that's about it. One on the line and one wide receiver. It might um, not work against LSU, okay? Meaning, yeah. or it might not work for LSU. Meaning, LSU might not be the team to take them down. But if you keep playing to the level of your competition, you're going to get beat, okay? Yeah. If you yeah. keep if you keep messing around, you're going to get beat. 
They messed yeah. around with Georgia Tech last week. They had a Kirby. You know, I heard the sound of him in the locker room going ballistic, and they turn it on. I just don't think, like, I kind of, I hate to say it like this, Memphis. You got to let LSU's last week just let it go out the window. Yeah. Got to air that out. You got to put that behind you. Uh, like a pitcher that just gave up a home run. No you know, doubt. You got to put that behind you because this game, this game's for all the marbles. I still think Georgia gets in even with this loss. Oh, they're in. They're in. But but it changes the dynamic of the playoff in and of itself. Um, the other thing that you can't do is, and, and Georgia, secretly they've been living off this all year. I think they're number one in the nation on scoring defense. Yeah. Meaning people are throwing pick six. People are fumbling in inopportune times. You do that against Georgia. It's it only takes one or two uh, for them to get on top of you. They start scoring. They score a touchdown on defense. Wrap it up. But if you if you're careful with the ball, you know you're not throwing picks and you're not fumbling it, and you you know get out of you pick up yards on first and second down. It sounds simple. But not doing those two things puts you in reach of beating them almost every game. Mm-hmm. And, and and Missouri, if you put on that game, they will show you what exactly how to do that. They're not, like I said, on offense, they're not that good. They're much a better defensive team than they are offensively. And, uh, you know, they were able to move the rock just by picking up chunk yardage and really getting to the edge when they needed to. Mm-hmm. You know, getting to the edge, their corners aren't really – the corners are, are better defenders than they are tackling on the edge. You start getting sweeps out there or running off tackle, they don't want that type of contact, or that's what it looks like. Now, I'm not – you know, I don't want any of, them, the, any of them showing up at my door or anything like that. But, you know, it doesn't look like they want they, – they're, they're looking for that type of content, contact on the edge, uh, and tackling on the edge hasn't been that great for so, I agree with you, and, and the transition to their offense. Look, LSU's got nothing to really lose here, in my opinion. First year under Brian yeah. Kelly, you know, like I get you lost a playoff spot or could potential. I still think USC goes ahead of them, even if they, nope. even if LSU would have won. Nobody thought they were going to the playoffs this year, though. Even nope. I was saying they only win in eight games, and I remember I was more bullish on on, on Brian Kelly than most of my colleagues. Right, right. Um, I, you came but, on this show and you talked about that. So you yeah. really don't have a lot to necessarily lose here retrospectively. Yeah. Right. Here's the thing that I think for LSU and and, and, and Georgia, I think Georgia's going to watch last week. They're going to line up and run it right at them. Okay? You got to – my opinion is this. You got to stack the box and just let Sequavia spin it in his new fade – looking like Boosie Boo out there, let him beat you, okay? If you let the white Boosie Boo beat you, you got a fighting chance, okay? Because you can't let a team – Memphis, if LSU would have lost last week and Cotter Wagman goes 32 of 45 with five touchdowns, I'm like, you know what? Kid's a five-star quarterback. Sometimes you just can't beat a good quarterback. What I can't deal with is you just getting absolutely punched. I think George is going to try to do that. But if I'm Matt House, if I'm Brian Kelly, Stoquavius, you're going to have to do it yourself. That's how I I see it. Do you agree with that? I think that if you take the run away from Georgia, 
which is something else that that you know Missouri did. They were like, okay, you're not going to run on us. Let Stetson Bennett beat us. And to be fair, Stetson's had a, a fairly decent year this year. You know, he's if there's one quarterback that's that's that looks better this year than they did last oh, year. Oh, it's him. Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. He, head and shoulders better than last year. Yeah, I mean, he went 24-43 in that game, 312 yards. Now, he didn't throw a touchdown, but he didn't throw an interception either. I mean, they threw right. the ball a lot. Right. Right. Uh, so, but that's, that's, that's the, that would be the ticket also. Try to allow Stetson Bennett to beat you. Now he still may beat you because like I said, he's better than, than this year, but don't, it, it, don't get blown off the line. Right. You know, if you right. have to stack the box and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing LSU is probably going to have to have six, seven in the box, almost every play. I, 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 I don't know if he can put eight in the box with their, those receivers, but you're going to at least have to have seven. You're going to have um, to play seven or eight in the box, and you're going to have to play zone. You're going to have yeah. to disguise it. You're going to have to Baltimore have to, Ravens it. Matchup zone, yeah. You're going to have to design. You're, you're going to have. You're going to have to just look. You're going to have to throw the kitchen sink at him. Uh, Paul Hub Martin, our good buddy Paul Hub, says to ask you, how do you contain Brock Bowers? Can, or let me ask you this: Is there a way to contain Baby Gronk? I um hope he gets like like breaks his pinky toe and can't walk. I mean, that's the only way. Harold Perkins is not beating is not covering him in in one on one coverage. LSU, in my opinion, doesn't have one single. I don't think that there's a. I'm not going to single out LSU. I don't think that there's a person one on one that can guard him, much less LSU. I think you have to bracket him. But you, the, the thing what, is. Yep. You're good. I haven't really even seen anybody successful doing that. I wanted to point to an example, but I'm just like, you know. No, you know what the Ravens did? Again, uh, remember when the Ravens, I'm pretty sure it was the Ravens, that year they won with Flacco, and it was like Gronk's best season? They yeah. legitimately bracketed Gronk with Ray, and it wasn't Ed. I, I, forget the other, I forget the other safety. They just bracketed. They played a cover two on Gronk. Hey, mm-hmm. I got five to ten. You got... 12 to 15 and every you know everything else that's how you got to stop him i mean because look again i can live with lad mahonky uh mcconkey (laughs) we call somebody came on here and called him mahonky i can let mahonky beat me i don't want bowers beating me like take away what they do well right exactly and 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 you're gonna have to bracket him the other thing you have to do is get physical with him at the line of scrimmage. I mean, agreed. The one thing that that you can do with him is make his route harder to run. Hmm. And you do that, you're going to have to jam him at the line of scrimmage, then bracket him when he makes his makes his cut. And that's the only. But giving that much attention to him may leave some. You're going to have some folks on a on an island, and they better come with it. Now we are talking about DBU. So that's you know, but still, you're gonna have you'll you'll have a lot of guys on the island in that situation, um, and you'll have you'll have your weak side exposed a lot of times um, uh, in that situation over the top. So it's 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 a catch twenty two, honestly. I don't. That's a really good question because I don't know if anybody's really done a good job at stopping Bowers this year. But that get physical with him on the line, kind of you know, you have to make him at least work for his his route, and then bracket him. 
Because I can tell you what, you may not be able to stop him, but I'm pretty sure that that if Stetson Bennett, you, if Stetson Bennett gets an early interception, he's going to rethink a lot of those passes over the middle, and he may be, you know, he may get a little gun shy. It's interesting you bring that up because I was thinking about this on Sunday and I wrote it down in my notebook. I never really remember watching a Georgia game where I know that he runs, okay, and he has pressure on him. I don't ever really remember a team, like, hitting him a lot. You know what I mean? Like, right. meaning, like, I just right. – so what my happy ass did was I went and watched the first game between Bama – and Georgia, the SC championship game. Okay. And Will Anderson went cuckoo for absolute cuckoo puffs. Went bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. And I wonder if Harold Perkins starts getting a little bit of a rush. He doesn't have to always get home. But if you start mm -hmm. hitting him, because the mm -hmm. only team that has had six, like really made Stetson Bennett like, look bad in the last, let's just call it 15 games, has yep. been Alabama the way they did that was hitting him. I mean, am I, I'm not going nuts when I think that, am I? Because I no, don't remember a team doing that it. That game in and of itself, not that he didn't have my vote before, but um, the Bronco Nagurski Award went to him based off that game. That that game was a And you're a, a, vote, and you're a voter on that, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm a voter on most of the – about nine of the 25 – uh, uh, I guess highest uh, college football awards. I vote on all of those. Yeah, Most and that and you need to give Michigan the the you know you, you got to give that O line of Michigan the tr the trophy. Oh, yes, yes. The, uh, the there, there's there's a couple of guys the out the Outland Trophy. The Outland Trophy it's probably going to go to a guy on Michigan. If you look at the finalist and find the Michigan guy, that's probably I'm not. I got to the Outland Trophy tattooed on my ribs. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, there's a there's there's a good there's a good shot that if you can get into the backfield, because Georgia's line is still really good. If you can get in the backfield and give them some happy feet, make them throw up a, 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 a signal that LSU may win this game is an early turnover by Georgia. If there's an early turnover by Georgia, if somehow Stetson Bennett throws a pick. Like in the first quarter, watch out. Because if you can get in his head early, good things. Now, the opposite is also true. If Jaden Daniels is throwing a pick in the first quarter. We're in trouble. Well, LSU's in trouble. Yeah, you know, I mean, fine. It's, it's, it's time for Christmas shopping. Because, you know, there's you, you may not want to watch the rest of the game. Um, not saying that they can't come back or anything, but it's it, it's going to get, especially if it's like a pick six or, or, or a defensive score. Defensive score by Georgia almost seals the deal every time, especially especially if it's in the first half. All right, last one for you, and I'm going to go to Michigan. Um, listen, a lot of people wanted Harbaugh to be fired, okay? I think I that this is a good indication of you don't always have to fire a coach. Now, if it's Ed Orgeron level bad last season, all right, yeah. listen, okay? Well, like, they, you know. Right, right, like, but – Harbaugh has built something up there, brother. They are physical. They got weapons on the outside. They got really good running backs. Their quarterback's playing well. And here's the here's the crazy thing, Memphis. Their defense is pretty damn good. Lights out. 
lights out. They're fast, lights. physical. Mich- uh, uh, let me say this. Memphis, I kind of want to see a, a national title with with Georgia and Michigan. I really, really do. Look, man, the game might be, you know, 10 to 7, but oh, that, I'm a defensive guy, man. I just want to see them go smash up against each other because it's going to be – it'll be a chess match. It and will be a chess game, match. And one That one – uh, Memphis, am I wrong in saying this in your opinion? I think Harbaugh can win it. Like, I, I – oh, oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, Somebody was asking me this. I was like, well, who's the team that can beat Georgia? I was like, Michigan. No. It, Michigan can beat Georgia. Michigan can, I won't say easily beat Georgia, but if you saw how they dismantled Ohio State, Ohio State's offense is still better than Georgia's. Hey, now. And, you know, I'm just saying, like, now, Ohio State's defense, the, the things I was saying about Ohio State's defense, it's funny. Their secondary was kind of iffy, but not as iffy as Tennessee's. And I was telling everybody, man, those secondaries, I don't trust them. But then they both have had games since then that kind of show people what I saw with that that, that secondary. You know, when you get blown out by South Carolina, uh, you know, and make, make, make the other guy look like a Heisman winner. Um, and you get blown out like that. in it, it, You can't get blown out in the shoe by Michigan like that. That that uh, Ryan Day, I know he's is thirty-three. Is he on the hot seat? Is he on the hot seat? I know he's thirty-three and two, but I'm I guarantee you that there's a lot of people talking about we we may have the wrong guy because he's one and two against Michigan. Memphis, that and, is on freaking real. Memphis. There are people, I, 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 I kid you not, there, there are legitimately people talking about he's 33-2, and two, but we may have the so wrong So then why guy. can't you look at Michigan and look at Harbaugh then? Like, it, it, like you're literally got, you literally, the guy that's beating you took seven years to do it and he's beat you twice in a row. That's right. I mean, That's right. Ryan Day, like Memphis, you gotta give you gotta give Day a little bit of time here. Like, I mean, but absolutely. I, look, I mean, come I, on. I'm not making any uh, look. I'm not making any decisions up there at Ohio State, but there are rumblings by legit boosters that that call shots that that are like mm, they're squirming a little bit. That's because so stupid. I mean, That's so stupid. Not like 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 losing to Michigan and. If it if it happens next year, they're gonna fire him. Memphis, they're gonna fire him. If it happens next year, they're gonna fire him. I'm not saying that they move on, but if it were to happen along with another loss, then they'll see that as regression, and they'll be like Mike Vrabel. Let's uh, let's do this. Um, What's so crazy too is that Ohio State job. Mm. Yep. Uh, yep. I mean, li- yep. because here's the, because here's the thing. T- I know for a fact. I-, I I talked to an offensive coordinator in the pa- in the Big Ten. He was on. You know, I I'm not I, if I say it, then people will Google it, and then they'll know one of my coaches. So I'm I'm gonna leave that alone. Mm-hmm. I talked to him pretty regularly, and he told me that. In the coaching realm, 
People would rather go to Ohio State and face Michigan and now USC versus going through a week where you're playing, whether you want to make fun of this or not, Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, LSU, Bama, Auburn, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida. Easily. I mean, because Memphis, if they – because here's the thing. If you go to nine conference games and you don't have divisions – we keep everybody keeps telling me that that schedule. Oh, the Blake they never do it. Really? Because Auburn's going to play Georgia and Alabama either way. You mean to tell me Hugh Freeze isn't going to have to go up against those other teams? You damn stupid. So don't you know? Just throwing that out there. All right, I kept you longer than How do you normal. Feel about Hugh Freeze, by the way. I well. Excuse, I know, excuse I, me I know one you, second. Excuse me one way second. Back in the day at Crest High School back in Memphis. Excuse me one and... second. My hookers are calling me. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, man, Hugh Freeze is still doing Memphis type stuff. Let's just put it like that. Keep in mind that this man coached in Memphis for twelve. The Tuies were there. Memphis. The Tuies were at the press conference. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't tell you. Like I, nobody, nobody in Mem- Memphis is like top twenty-five in strip clubs. Let's just be honest. I don't think like oh, anybody really? would be asking him, you know, about you know escort services on his phone while he's coaching there. The 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 culture shock that he had going from there down to Ole Miss. I think that was that's what you kind of saw happen. Now I think he can, you know. He did his little Liberty dance, got paid, and I think he can stay on his best behavior at Auburn, to be honest with you. But that's why I think that happened, in my opinion. I think he'll I be don't like – look, I got DMs on my Twitter account from Hugh, yeah. from something I said about nine months ago, okay? Okay. I, I called his offense – I said that his passing game was drawn up in crayon, Okay. On a national radio show, okay? And I got a DM saying, well, something to the effect, well, I'm Crayola, bitch, okay? And so I was like, Hugh, you're running short side slants on the on, on the short side of the field, okay? He goes, well, I called the play and, they, and the quarterback called the op. I was like, well, I, I mean, with all due respect, I mean – you're up yeah. you're up 17 and there's a thing called timeouts. Okay? And so he blamed Malik uh Malik uh who's the kid at Tennessee now the the um, quarterback. A uh, hooker? No, 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 no. The kid that's with the Titans now. Um God bless it. He was our quarterback at Liberty a season ago. Somebody help me out. Oh, um was it it's not cutting Malik Cunningham. It's um uh... I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's not coming. Whatever the kid's name is, he uh, Malik Willis. Malik Willis. Willis. Yeah, um, Willis. He told me that he called the wrong play. Basically, I mean that's basically the DM. I mean, let me. I mean, I don't have to prove anything to you or anybody. No. But the no. bottom line was is that he. Hold on. He just he, he he's too petty to be an SEC coach. He is pet. See. See, yeah. like, like I'm not gonna. Sh- is, I, let me show you this. Let me show you this. Let me show you this. He still has that Memphis. Okay, in him, man. I don't know and just so you. everybody like, knows that there was, you know, 
there was things <laughs> being, you know, okay. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. So, by, bottom line, bottom line, Memphis, he's, he's like, you can't, you can't message a, a, a victim. No. No. Okay. Never. So, for, for, even if they're dead wrong. Exactly. Okay. Like, so, now on the field. On the field, what I saw from Robbie Ashford last week, shit. <laughs> That kid can play, Memphis. That kid can yeah. play. That kid, yeah. they gonna win games now. They gonna win yeah. games. It's gonna be if, if they can. Uh, the, the, it's gonna be a PR nightmare, but they're gonna win some games. And in the plains, if you win games, he wins he ten games a year. A they're gonna freak out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. I I look. I think it's gonna be okay. I don't think they win a natty. I don't think that they win a natty. I don't, know, I don't know if they win a natty with you or not, but, you know, I think they'll be. The only way they win a natty is if they're like the 12th team that gets in or the or the the 11th team that gets in and they they get hot and they run the table. Like, so, for example, okay, as an example, that team that lost to Georgia in the SEC title game, the team that went in there with two losses, I think they had Kieran Johnson and – I think uh, Jared Stidham was on. If that team made the playoffs, that team could have won a natty, in my opinion, because they got hot at the right time, right? Like, so they could do it that way with the playoff expanding. Them going up against the new SEC, I don't see it. Because who are they going to take the re- – here's the ultimate question that I always ask myself, Memphis. When you come in here and you say you're going to recruit at a high level, who are you taking the recruits from? That's a good question. Because if you're question. getting five but, yeah. stars, which mean, means you're taking them from somebody else, okay? You're going to take uh, – Memphis, could you sit here right now and say that Hugh Freeze beats Nick Saban in a one-on-one battle in recruiting? Because I won't. Not in recruiting. Right. Um, I don't know. He did, did. How many five stars did he have at Mississippi? Because well, here's the he thing. Well, if you remember, Laquan Treadwell never took a visit. That's right. how all of this started. And then Laquan, right. they start, NCAA started asking Laquan questions. He's like, hell yeah, I got hookers on Tuesdays, hookers on Thursdays. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> um, that, that, anyway, all right. There, there was a, well, hmm. let's put the like man this. said he's got hookers on Tuesdays. Floating around in social media still about, you know, certain days of the week at clubs in Memphis. Yeah, the uh, the the the, the, the uh, what do you call it? the um the chicken wing place? Megan, what's the what's the um where does Jody live? My <laughs> wife's mother or stepmom lives in Collierville. There, there it is. There it is. Hey, and then we go over to Germantown. Then there's a one big building I see in Germantown every time. Bound chicken, wow, wow. I, I mean, chicken wings. Hey, man. Uh, he's uh, he's Hugh Freeze. I know. He, he, that's how he recruit. He was recruiting. That was a, it. Was an interesting recruiting uh, technique. The um, chicken strips get literal. <laughs> All right, I'm getting you out of here. We're we're eleven. We're we're ten minutes past our schedule. All right, buddy. 
I yeah. love you. We'll see you soon. We'll. Pr- I'll try to probably get you on next week if that's okay. Once we get all this okay. settled out. All right, that's it. Memphis Spence. See you. See you, buddy. All right, that's Memphis Spence joining us. All right, we're out of here. We're out of here. We're we're eleven minutes over. Eleven minutes over. Till then, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.